language grow, we are going to grow into multi-language setting. And the Lord will do it for us. We, all that we have to do is just sit in his, at, in, in his presence and pray, Lord, change my heart that I may welcome everybody to your kingdom. As we change our heart, our situation, the Lord will change our circumstances and God will definitely bless our church. Praise the Lord. This morning, I want to start with, uh, uh, for this morning and the next Sunday, we're going to do another uh, short series on the topic, the source. Everybody repeat after me, the source. Most of the time, you know, we, uh, we want to accumulate things in our life, right? On our journey of life and making everything good in our life, it so happens that we may forget the source. Right in the beginning, when God opens the scriptures for us in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning, and then it says, God himself, right? So in the very beginning, so the very foundation of our faith, the very foundation of our belief system, the very foundation of Christianity, a Pentecostal faith, is the essence of us knowing that it is God who is the initiator of our faith. God who is the initiator and God who is the beginning of our life. In other words, it says that in the beginning it is God who created. It is God who is the central theme of our Bible, of our faith, of our life. It is God himself who needs to be the central focus, the source of everything in our life. But it so happens that as we get busy with our life and we get busy with all the things that we continue to do, we forget the source because we already have so many resources. Come on. Are you trying to see this? Praise the Lord. On our journey of life, we try to accumulate resources. When we try to accumulate resources, we forget the source. But today, as believers, as Christians, as children of Most High God, we need to come back to Him and say, God, we know You are the only source of my life. You are the only source of my life. And everything revolves around You. Let's read a scripture portion. Are you interested today to read this? And go on a journey, right? Praise the Lord. How many of you are happy this morning? Come on. 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 It's on the screen. You can also follow me with that. It says, verse 1, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, but I blessed him and made him many. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her desert like Eden. Her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the sound of singing. It's a prophetical promise word that prophet Isaiah is giving to the life of captive people. Of all the Israelites who were gathered. And prophet Isaiah is proclaiming these words of life into their situation. And he is pointing them to the source. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It so happens that when we, when, we on a, we, when we are on a journey, it becomes that we get used to the routines of our practices. We get used to, you know, I come to church because it's Sunday. I come to church and I will go to church only on Sunday. Because that's what we practiced. That's what we know. And any other meeting you arrange, you keep, nobody shows up because I go only for a Sunday worship. I'm talking about some other people. Praise the Lord. We practice on certain things and we follow only that. In our journey of life, it so happens that we just want to do things to accumulate all these resources for the well-being of our family. And we forget the source. And in the captivity, in the, in the, in the nation of Israel, as they were going through captive, uh, or uh, when they were in captivity, they kind of forget who is the initiator of their life? They forgot who started this journey. They forgot who initiated their nation. They forgot from where they came. They forgot from where they originated. They forgot who their forefathers were. They forgot the price their forefathers had to pay. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. It so happens that sometimes in our Christian faith, Pentecostals, we may forget our forefathers and the price they had to pay. But here we look into the scripture portion where Prophet Isaiah is reminding the people and just letting them know, hey guys, listen to me. Now listening is a habit that everybody has to cultivate. Come on. Hallelujah. A good counsel is a person who doesn't, you know, Talk less, but he listens more. A good friend should listen more. A good companion should listen more. A good spouse should listen more. Now, after four years of my marriage, it's quite a little, little important to understand that ladies, you know, women, they speak 25 to 30,000 words a day. Oh, my goodness. And guys, you know, it's somewhere around 5, 10,000, 15,000 words. It's less, not compared to the huge mangas words that are. The problem is, if you don't allow them to finish their 25,000 words in a day, it will be kept in arrears and will be followed the next day with interest. So listening is a habit that we as believers must cultivate. It should be a habit that we practice. We should listen. And here, Prophet Isaiah, and all through the scriptures, you know, when we look into the chapter 51, we understand the portion where Prophet is reminding his people again and again, you, my children, listen to me. You, my people, listen to me. You, children of God, listen to me. Now he's emphasizing on the word, listen, sit down, listen to me. The reason is because people, when they get busy in their life, they, don't, they have no time listening where they originated from. And Prophet Isaiah's role right now is to remind these people, hey guys, no matter wherever you are, but also you have to understand where you came from. Where you came from. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I love talking and spending time with 
you know, some of our upper chins, you know, older people. I love talking to them, you know, about the faith, the journey they had, the pain, the struggle they had to go through. And every time they talk to me about the journey, the struggle, the, uh, you know, when they accepted Jesus and they started walking in this faith, everybody rejected them. All that I try to understand from them is the price that our forefathers paid to stand strong in this kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When I was working in the national, AG national office, my immediate friends, you know, were people of my own age. But I tried to relate with people who were 80 years and 90 years, who are still working in the Assemblies of God headquarters, who are, who are doing so many missionary efforts. And I started to sit down with them. If I know that they are in the AG office, I take appointment to sit down for a lunch or a coffee date with them, talk to them, their life. The moment they started, how humble beginnings when they started. But I'm so proud of my wonderful God because our God who starts small, he ends it very big. Our God is a God of small beginnings. In the Garden of Eden, he just had one man and one woman. But what happened is history. Because now all through the world, God just blessed the offspring of this one man. And the entire earth is filled with people. Why? Because my God started small. If my God starts something small in your life, do not despise humble beginnings, saith the Lord. Every humble beginning, if my Lord has started it, he will initiate it. If my Lord has begun something, he will make sure he will finish it. Because the word of the Lord says, I am the beginning and the end. I am the alpha and the omega. If I start something, I will finish it. I will finish. And this is my word to my church today. If my Lord has begun something in your life, he will make sure to finish it. Hallelujah. But today, my message to my church is remember the source. Remember the source. Isaiah looks to his people and he says, hey guys, listen to me. You who pursue righteousness, all who seek the Lord, look to that rock from where you were carved out. Look to that rock where you were, that quarry where you were carved out, you were taken out and you were set right you started as a separate nation. God made you a separate nation for a purpose. God separated you out from the entire other mankind and made you a separate holy nation for a purpose. Do not forget the purpose of God Almighty. If he has placed us as a nation separate, as an organization, a church, a family, separate just for the Lord. Do not despise the humble beginnings that the Lord has initiated and He has started in our life. There are three ways our faith is affected when we remember where we come from. So when we, when we reconcile in the presence of God, recalibrate our situations and everything that is happening and look back where we came from, there are three things that could possibly happen or affect our spiritual life. Number one is uh, we have to remember God was in our past and He initiated the very beginning. The first thing is remember God in your past. 
Is there anybody seated here who could say that I became whatever I am today because of my merit, my understanding? Is there anybody who says that, you know, my forefathers who had nothing on their plate, but today the Lord is leading me through royal life. It's just because of my abilities, my knowledge. Is there anybody who could, who could say that, who could claim that it's my strength? Praise the Lord. Allah. അവന്റെ <laughs> Hallelujah. Remember your source. Remember where you came from. Remember your beginning. Remember the initiator of our faith. The one who initiated, he's the perfecter of our faith. And he will bring it to a good, beautiful, triumphant ending. The beauty of following Jesus is he knows the ending already. We do not know. All that he's asking us to do is walk closely to him. If I walk closely to him, I will end in the ending he has given me. Are you trying to understand this? Praise the Lord. You now I remember in back in Bangalore once, you know, we have a big mall. It's called uh, the Forum. And uh, there's, there's a place in the, in the Forum Mall. It's called Scary House. So you give money to get scared, right? Uh, so you go to this scary house. And it's almost five to ten minutes. You walk inside. It's, it's pitch dark. And as you walk, I don't know if you have that in Dallas somewhere. If, the, if there is a place, please take me along, okay? So uh, you, you pay money and you go to this place. And all of a sudden, as you're walking, it's pitch dark. You have uh, skeletons fall over you. People, you know, you have zombies coming and attacking you. You have, it's scary. That's why you pay money and you go to get scared. So after my wedding... <laughs> Um, you know, Anisha was new to Bangalore at that time, you know, so I took Anisha with me. Uh, but, you know, for some reason, she did not want to step into this place, okay? So I told her it's going to be really good. I have already gone this course. It's funny. As we step into, I kind of kept a distance from Anisha because I wanted her to get scared, right? So I kept a distance from Anisha, and I walked inside. It's already dark. You can't identify, you can't know. I know the ending because I've already gone. But the person who's following me doesn't know because she has a distance from me. I'm just showing you my family situation right now. You may laugh at me and Anisha may throw stones at me later for sharing this. But all that I'm trying to say is when we are walking in this life, always make sure only Jesus knows the ending. Come on. Only Jesus knows the end. So it's always better to walk closer to the one who knows the road. Who's already walked that road. Who's already walked that path. And if I am closer to him. Come on, Roy. Come here. Come here. And if I am closer to him. Just for right now, you are Jesus, okay? So I am behind Jesus. Lead, okay? 
Yeah, I am with Jesus. I'm so close to him. The places that he goes, I am going. The road that he takes, I am going behind him. Because I know only he knows the road. He knows the path. Why? Because he is the initiator of my faith. He is the source of my life. And until and unless I know it from the bottom of my heart that it is the Lord that I am following, I will not stumble. I will not fall because my Lord will protect me. I know my source. I know my source. I know my source. I want to quickly wrap up. With a, another scripture that I want to bring it here. When we forget our resources, sometimes it's very important. Um, you know, let's read the scripture and then after that I will explain that. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32. And we're not going to read the entire scripture. But, um, you know, it's a good habit sometimes if you could, you know, write it down. Uh, and then read it and meditate it later. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32. It's a very beautiful scripture portion where, you know, Jesus is right now telling his disciples, his people, the story of a father and two sons. This, it's a story of a prodigal uh, a son, but also the this, 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 this story is also about a compassionate, loving, gracious father. So more than the son, I, I would like to relay on the topic that this story is about a loving, gracious father now all we have to understand there is i'm going to read verse 11 it says jesus continued there was a man who had two sons the younger one said to his father father give me my share of the estate so he divided the property between them not long after that the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there he squandered all the wealth in wild living so all the wealth, all his share, that he was, he, he will inherit that. You know, father's inheritance belongs to their children, right? Come on, right? Right? <laughs> so this son, the two sons, eventually, eventually, they will get the father's inheritance. But this guy... He wants it to, he wants right now, right away. And that's our story. We will get our inheritance that the Lord has already promised us. What is that blessed inheritance that the God, God, God Almighty has promised us? It's not about the palaces. It's not about the palatial living. It's not about the cars. It's all part of the story. But that's not the inheritance God was promising us. The inheritance God is promising us was through Christ who became heir of that heavenly throne. We who were once forgotten, we who were once not accepted into the kingdom, he made it happen that we will inherit kingdom of God with Jesus Christ. But today in our humanity, all what we try to do is we want to enjoy the kingdom right now, right away. We want the inheritance right now, right away. We want the pleasures right now, right away. And in our life, that's what we have been doing. We just want it right now, right away. And we have been wasting our resources. Bible says the guy who inherited the blessing on every estate, the what he did is he went out and he squandered everything. He emptied himself out. But I'm thankful when he emptied himself out, he came back to the source. Are you trying to understand this? When he emptied out his resources, 
he got connected to the source once again. And then we see after he has emptied himself out, he comes on a, on a journey to his father, seeking his father. What does Bible say? The moment the father looks at the son walking from a distance, father runs, runs, runs to his son. He grabs him, hugs him, kisses him. And accepts him, takes him back. The point is, this guy who lost all his resources, when he lost his resources, he made sure to come back to the source. To come back to the source. This is my point that I want to share to my church right now here. Sometimes God allows failures in our life that we go back to our source. Sometimes God allows these sickness and troubles and troubled waters, tempests and storms in our life. It may look shaking. It may look that we're going to die. But we will always understand through the storms, through the struggles, he has never left me alone. But he's making point that I will come back to my God Almighty. I will go back to my... Today my message is my friends, Dada is waiting for us. Have you been working hard? You find yourself in a position where you are tired, you are emptied out, and you don't have any strength. Today, my message is Dada is waiting, eagerly waiting for us. God is waiting for us. The younger son had put his faith more on the resource than the source. And when he emptied out his resource, he came back to the source. The best thing that can happen in us is to lose certain things because it causes us to come back to the presence of God Almighty. So when you lose certain things in your life, when you have lost peace in your life, get back to the Prince of Peace. He's waiting for us. When you have overcome, when you, when you are, when you are in, in, in times of failures, get back to the source. Get back to the source. Na tagar chayim, weed chayim, rogom, bandanathendem, avastaila. Let's get back to our source. Look to the Lord and say, God, I know you are the father of Abraham. You are the father of Isaac. You are the father of Jacob. And I know for sure you are my father. I know you are my God. I know you are my provider. I know you are my protector. Hallelujah. He is the initiator of our faith. He is the beginning and the end. Let's understand the importance to understand the source. As the uh, worship team comes on forward, we'll, let's understand that he is my source. He is my source. Friends, He is the only source. And that's why when our Bible was written, the very beginning, the very first verse says that in the beginning, it was God who initiated. Today, my friends, all that I have to say, looking into your situation, your life, is in the very big, very, very, very beginning, when God Almighty thought about you, He initiated, He initiated, he initiated. 
If he has initiated something in your life, he will make sure it will happen. He will make sure it will happen. And he will deliver you at the right time. Today, friends, can we all stand in God's presence? Look to him as we spend this time in worship. Look to the Lord and say, God, I know you are my source. I know you are my beginning. I know, God, that you are the end and everything in between. I just give my life to your hands. I give my life to your hands, O oh Lord. Oh, Jesus. He's the beginning and the end. The Alpha and the Omega. The initiator and the perfecter of our faith. As we lean on to Him, He will make sure that we will walk victorious. When we empty ourselves and come back to the source, He will refuel us again. And during our last day of our fasting and prayer today, let's refuel in God's presence. Let's refuel in God's presence, friends. Let's refuel our source from God's presence itself. He is considered about the source. He is looking for you to walk that extra mile to Him. Every eye closed, looking to Jesus, looking at His face, at the radiant face of Jesus, the initiator of my faith. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus right now. Every eye closed. And look to Jesus and say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for fulfilling my life. Thank you. Thank you.